Welcome to Transformation Church Podcast. We want to say thank you to all of our partners who have tuned in to our podcast this year. Thank you for your love and support. As we go into the new year, we want to take a look back at all that God has done in 2018. From wherever you're listening, we hope you're encouraged by this week's message. What's going on, everybody? Me and my wife, Natalie, want to be the first to tell you Happy Happy New Year, Year, man. We are so glad that you decided to join us today as we take a look back in all that God's done in 2018. It was a like crazy wild, wild year. Unbelievable. Unexplainable. Um, What's another unword? Unfathomable. I don't know how to spell that, but it was a lot of uns. A lot of uns. And um, I think that God really undid everything we thought that he was going to do. And he 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 did things that were unexplainable. And we want to kind of go back and, and share some of those moments with you. Around this time last year, God gave us a word. He told us to do what? Stride. Stride. Like, and that means to walk in long, decisive steps. Yeah. And um, are you a runner? Does it look like it? Yeah, girl, it look like you a runner. You fine, okay? <laughs> but the truth is, neither one of us are runners. Help us, Lord. Um, but, but in our real life, but in our ministry, our purpose, we try to run and make things happen. And God told us, he said, do less. If you do less, I'll do yeah. more. And he told us to stride. And so we, we picked that word as the word that God gave us for the whole year to find the pace of grace. And we did a whole vision series around it. Yeah. And um, it started to really shape for our personal life, our church, what it really meant to find the pace of grace. And I want you to check out this clip real quick. What I came to tell you is that if you let God set the pace, that he's gonna be the one to fulfill the promise. And so that's why when we get on the treadmill of life, that God says, okay, I want you to walk. He said, God, walking is weak. Like, God, there's so many people doing better than me. There's so many people, Father God, that are doing the right thing. And God, I just, I feel like I'm behind. I don't feel like you're telling me to walk and not try hard in my own strength, but obey you and do what you've told me to do. Man, I'm, I'm walking these stupid laps. And it just looks, no, God, I don't think you said for me to walk. I think your word said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, God, I'm going to go against everything that you've been providing for me. And I may look stupid and I may almost fall and then I get off because I was never meant to run at that pace. And I walk away from God and I start making dumb decisions and I start taking on relationships that were never meant for me that give me a moment of relief because I was never meant to walk and many of us walk away. So that that Christ life wasn't for me and God said, yes, it was. I just didn't want you to run into the blessings. I wanted you to walk into them. I wanted you to know that I'm going to use the foolish things while other people are running and expending all their energy and stunting on Instagram and doing all that other stuff. I'm going to build you in the pasture. I'm going to do you like David. Nobody even going to see you coming. And, and, then when, and then you're not going to have to position yourself. They'll call for you and you'll be ready when it's time. See, most of us, we get away from God and we start running. We start striving. But the thing is, when God sets the pace, he doesn't change the pace. 
He wants a pace that's sustainable. So even if I like, I'm going to run back to God. I'm going to run back to him. Even when I get on, the pace is still the same. I can't speed up what God is doing. So what happens is we get up here and even I'm trying to start running and I'm going to hurt myself trying to run when God told me to walk. And I'm trying to ask you, what area of your life are you running in and God saying walk? Man, that was crazy. Like yeah. God in January would give us a play that we would run for 12 months mm -hmm. and would create all of this. Now, stride wasn't just something we said to the church. It was something that affected our personal life. Tell everybody that's like the funny thing. Yeah, that's the funny thing. You think that you do stuff for church and then it comes right around. It ends up affecting your home. Yeah. Um, and it affected us in a great way. A huge way. Uh, we didn't know we needed it. Yeah. So even in our family and home dynamic, we learned how to dial things back yeah. and trust that God's got the rest. So we said no to a lot of stuff. Yeah. We, we gave away a lot of stuff. We, exactly. Instead of moving into a new house, we remodeled the one Modeled, we had. Stable like, we, were. we lived with my mother-in-law for eight months. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> but all I'm saying is like, we've made it a decision that we can't teach something that we're not going through. Yeah. And Stride became our anthem. And, and it was so powerful. And we just encourage everybody listening, like maybe that this is the time that God's telling you as we're going in 2019, maybe you need to find the pace of grace. Maybe you need to go back to God and pray and ask him, hey, what things do I need to edit in my life? And what things do I need to stay focused on? Yeah. Because when oh, you find the, what happened? I remember that you were thinking you wanted to make sure people didn't think it was to be lazy. No, that was the key to it. Like. Striding. That was one of the things that stuck out to me about Stride the most is your concern behind it all. Like, I don't want people to think this is just chill mode. No, it's not chill mode. It's being intentional on what God has called you to do yeah. and not bringing a whole bunch of other stuff. And so we found the pace of grace and we're yeah. still finding the pace of grace. Yeah. And so January was a good month for us at Transformation Church. And then we went to February. We did a series called Inner Circle, and this was talking about the power of godly community. How do you feel like godly community has affected our lives in that? I mean, greatly. I don't know. Sometimes if we would have made it yeah. in our marriage, um, being a mom, being a dad, if we didn't have people in our lives. She's crazy. To, okay, to support <laughs> us. And, you know, be able to tell the raw, like unfiltered truth to. Yeah. And that I would mean, give us godly wisdom. Absolutely. And point us back to God and each other. Yeah. We have this thing. We, we call them family. Our family. You know, yep. it's a small group of people that um, we can just be accountable to. We can tell them anything. I mean, we had they nights. They know us. Yeah. We had nights, literally, true, true story. In our room, me, I'm in the bed. My family's around me and I'm, I'm bawling. Like, yep. and I'm going through a really hard time. And right there they stopped and they all prayed for me. Yeah. Like tears flowing, they were all crying, I was crying, and it was a real serious, deep moment for me. But you need people that can not just say, oh, it'll be okay, you know, say, how are you doing? And you say, oh, I'm okay. And they just take it as face value, so And And the thing huge. that people don't understand is really for us to reach our purpose, Godly community is what I call the missing link. A lot of people are doing life on their own and they have this renegade kind of, I'm gonna, it's me against the world thing. But God tells us in his word that two are better than one. Cause when yeah. one falls, the other one can lift each other up. And, yeah. and we just believe that godly community is so important that we took an entire month and did a series on it called Inner Circle. Check this clip out. I heard somebody say, there's no I in team, 
But there is an I in isolation. And that's where the enemy would like to keep every one of you. Yeah, you pray. Yeah, you worship. Yeah, you, but you're alone. And if you're alone, according to the Bible, you're in real trouble. Nobody even knows what you're struggling with. They don't know how to pray for you. They, they don't know. And, and they, can't, they can't force their way in. You have to let them in. That's why this whole Christian walk is about, uh, about being courteous. That's why Jesus doesn't pry his way into our life. You have to invite him into your life. And we need godly community. Verse 11, likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can you be warm alone? A person standing alone, look at this, can be attacked and defeated. That's why pornography has been able to wear some of y'all out because nobody even knows you're fighting it. And so you go and you, you fight alone. That's why your marriages are falling apart in some ways because you don't have any other couples that can speak life into your marriage. That's why many of us are dealing with comparison because we're always so perfect and nobody even knows we're struggling. It says a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back. Get that picture in your head. They can stand back to back. And they can, they can fight. Brother Scott, come here real fast. I want you to realize this image and this picture right now. If I'm alone, the enemy can get me because I can't see something. But if I have somebody that's back to back with me and stronger than me and bald head and fight and has a police uh, training. When the enemy comes, he's got this side and I've got this side. And if he comes and we got to start turning, I'm not blind to what is happening because I got somebody that's got my back. I need you to hear me say this. There are people that God is trying to assign to your life that you can stand back to back with. But see, what we want to do is stand face to face with people. I want to just tell you about all my problems. I want to tell you this and tell you all of that. And God's saying, that's not what you need to do. You need to stop talking so much and get back to back and say, do you got me? Yes, sir. Okay, and I got you. So it's not about us seeing eye to eye on everything. Uh-oh, you missed it. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was good. All right, I'm going to run back. I'm going to run back. I'm going to run back. It's not about us seeing eye to eye. Well, this is what I feel about this. This is what I feel about. It's us seeing what each other doesn't see. It's about realizing that my blind spots are things that you can see clearly. So, so what's coming on that side? Am I dealing in pride? Am I dealing in anger? Has my attitude changed? Am I becoming money hungry? I need somebody that can see what I don't see. Does everybody understand that? Somebody say, I need an inner circle. That is so powerful. Yeah. Like, just think about it. Like, godly community could be the thing that is keeping you from everything God has for you. And I know it's hard sometimes to find godly community. So we have these things that TC called... Belong groups. Belong groups, B groups for short. And um, if you're having trouble finding where you belong, we believe that there is a tribe, a group of people um, that maybe share some of the same interests and um, maybe are completely different than you, but have exactly what you need. And those are going to be starting up here very soon. Yep. So be on the lookout for B groups. Well, we went from February to March. And in March, we did a series called Wait Till I Get My Money Right. Yes, oh that God. was my daughter, and we're training up the child in the way they should go. Don't judge us. But um, that honestly is how most of us look when we talk about money. We think it's about making it rain or being irresponsible with it or just working forward, or maybe it's something that controls us. And we thought, 
what could be better than our church getting a biblical perspective on financial stewardship and generosity? Yeah. And um, this is one of our favorite series. We've been doing it for the past, what? Three years. Three years, every yeah. year, because money is an issue for a lot of us. And we're talking about us, like, and we said we are going to learn how to steward money right. And so we um, looked at Pastor Robert Morris from Gateway and uh, he does a series called The Blessed Life. And you know, we flipped it a little bit and put a new title on it. But this is a cool series because he taught two of the messages by video and I taught two of the messages. And I want you to check out, if you need to get your money right, I want you to check out this clip from Wait Till I Get My Money Right. I'll show you this real quick. If you could put that on the screen, it's an equation because I like math and, and, and so if I can find out how things work, it helps me a lot better. If you give God your treasure, then he gets access to your heart. If he gets access to your heart, then he can transform your habits. See, a lot of people want God to change things about them and he does not have access to the thing that can change you. And so when you give him access to your heart, he can change or transform your habits and then you live a whole life. And I don't want you to forget this because your treasure leads to your heart, your heart leads to your habits, and your habits lead to the type of life that you're gonna live. That's why when you put your treasure in a vanity, then your heart is now infected with insecurities. And now those insecurities lead to habits of comparison. And those habits of comparisons leave me living a life that's unfulfilled because what I have is never enough because I got to have what they have. This works any way and anywhere you put your treasure. And what God is saying is I have such a better way for you to live than what you've been living right now. If you put your treasure in the kingdom and you honor me, then I am the one who can get access to the thing that your dad couldn't fix, that money couldn't fix, that drugs couldn't fix, it's your heart. And then I'll transform your life and then you can live the life that I created for you to live. So the most amazing thing to me about that whole series was we got to give over $120,000 yes, away sir. to different organizations and people and to meet people's needs. Yeah. And it was awesome. You know, usually when you think about money in the church, the the, Thing stigma. that most people think about the stigma is that they just want my money and you don't know where it's going or how is it really even imp impacting the, you know, my community or the world. And so just to see that because of your generosity, yeah. we're actually able to do something so unexpected for people. And so that was my most favorite part. And about I think that whole really, thing. Natalie, the big thing was we got to see the vision come to life. We Absolutely. got to represent. Yeah. People were touched in our community because of your generosity. And I cannot wait to see what God's going to do in 2019 as we continue to move in that same level of generosity. Um, so March, wait till I get my money right. And uh, a lot of y'all got y'all money right. And then we <laughs> went to Easter. And I mean, for our church, Easter Aww. is like Super Bowl. Bella loves Easter. Our Side daughter, note. Bella Literally, loves. she's asking right now. It's New Year's. Yeah. When's Easter wins Easter and um, the past three years we've done this um, really allegory called ransom yeah. and ransom is amazing and we saw thousands 
thousands of people come and experience this um, experience about how much Christ loves us. And I mean, talking about dance and music and um, all kinds of um, just unexpected things that happen. It's great to see the church's talents and gifts come to life. It was, you know? I mean, you guys awesome. are so awesome. creative, but it all ends in transformation in Christ. Yeah. And we saw yeah. hundreds of people get saved. Families give their life back Countless to Christ. hours of serving. Oh my like, God, the amazing. squad went crazy <laughs> and, and served. I mean, we like went to another level this Easter. And um, I'm just so grateful for that, all that God did and all that he's continuing to do. Because right out of Easter, I mean, it was like a game-changing Sunday when we got invited to come speak at Elevation Church yeah. and we simulcasted what My happened. My favorite at, message. Your favorite message. I got to give credit. The only reason I preached Mark at Elevation Church is because of this woman right here. Give it up. He was actually going to preach something else. And what did you say? I said, you can't do that. And what did no. you say after you that? You have to preach Mark. And because I'm a submitted husband. He did exactly I, what I said. I did exactly no? what she said. And she rewarded <laughs> me. Anyway, um, all I'm telling you is that uh, we preached this you message called Mark. You have to stop doing that Why stuff. Why do I have to stop doing that? I panic every time you're on don't stage. Don't panic. I don't know this what you're going to say. This is real life. You hear me? Mike, you anyway, oh um, we preached this message, Mark. And while we work on our marriage issues, why don't you just take a look at this clip? So when you're marked and you're going through this process, let me give you my next points. You're elevated through obstacles. And this is the one that takes most people out. Because we're taught, especially in Western culture and in the church, when we see an obstacle, retreat. And that's what the entire nation of Israel was doing. The whole army saw Goliath. He goes to deliver these sandwiches, and he sees the whole army out there, and Goliath for 40 days is talking about God, and the whole Israelite army is frozen. Like, man, this dude is talking about our God. And David walks up with these sandwiches like, here, bro. Who is that? <laughs> what you say? What you say? Do y'all hear him? And he's like, yeah, he's been doing it for 40 days. And y'all ain't done nothing? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That was cuss words back then. Y'all know, this uncircumcised. Like, it would be like, you know what I'm saying? The parental sensory. Like, and, and, and David says, I'm not about to sit here and listen to this dude defy my God. So where thousands took a step back, because they saw an obstacle, David took a step forward because he saw an opportunity. Obstacles and opportunity are almost the same depending on who's on your side. So when God's on your side and they give you a diagnosis of cancer, that's the opportunity that God says, step forward. I'm about to be your healer. I am going to be the one who gets the glory out of this. When debt is in front of you, God says, don't retreat. Step towards it. I'm Jehovah Jireh, your provider. I will meet every one of you. Oh, I hear somebody getting excited because your obstacle is no longer an obstacle because if God is for you, who can be against you? I dare somebody to give God a shout of praise in this place. Yeah, come on, somebody give God a shout of praise. 
step towards it. No longer because we're marked will we step away from the obstacle. We step towards it because we know who's on our side. That message really was a catalyst for so many things that God did. Like, even out of that, like, somebody made a spoof of me acting crazy. <laughs> he defeats Goliath, he cuts off his head, he got groupies now. It's like, oh my God, look at David, look at him. Oh, look at him, he fine. Like, that now, he, he didn't have that before. And one day, the groupies made a song and they was like, David. David, and they was like, David, David, David sleeps in thousand, saw one thousand, David, like, that's, that's what happened, that's what the Bible says, read it, David, David, and they was like, David, David, David sleeps in thousand, saw one thousand, David sleeps in thousand, this message marked really started um, something in me to inspire people's faith. And for that next three weeks, we literally just like were building people's faith. And we yeah. spoke messages that would allow people to look fear in the eye and let them know that God was for them. And um, it really started something crazy in our church. And I think it was the perfect segue to probably the most um, heart surgery message that we could ever have at our church, which is Natalie's favorite. Mm. What was it? Grace like a flood. Grace like a flood. You guys, if you didn't see Grace like a flood, you have to, well, we're about to recap it, but it's my absolute favorite why, series. Why, why was it your favorite series? Man, it just talks about God's just grace for us and how it is just unmeasurable. Like he, you just, when you think that you got it all like figured out, you got it all together and yeah. you're able to recall back, like you have a series that makes you realize like how small you actually are compared to how much God actually loves us. Yeah. Um, it's unimaginable. And so that series provides that picture of grace in such a balanced way. Yeah. Um, we saw more Because it's people, a touchy subject yeah. where a lot of people don't talk about it that much. And we so. saw more people who have been living in condemnation and guilt free. and shame. They feel free. They got free yeah. because of the unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor and kindness of God. Yeah. Check out Grace Like a Flood. Look what the Baker Encyclopedia of the Bible says about it. It says, grace is the dimension of divine activity that enables God to confront human indifference and rebellion with an inexhaustible capacity to forgive and to bless. <sighs> like you, you can't run out of forgiveness for us. You, you won't stop blessing us. It's free. Like, like you can never be given a gift that you have to pay for. It's not a gift. Just imagine you being at your birthday party like, oh, my God, Sally, oh, we, we thought about you. Here you go. And you open up and like, oh, oh, thank you. I was like, do you like it? Yes. That'll be $86.52. <laughs> you, you wouldn't even, you'd be like, no, take it back. <laughs> I ain't even like it. This is ugly, <laughs> actually. <laughs> be, because it's, it's not free, 
if I have to pay for it. Get this. Grace is not free. It's not a gift, which the scripture says over and over, it's the free gift of God. It's the free gift of God. What can you do with the gift? What's the only thing you can do? Receive it. And that's why God is coming to you every Sunday here at Transformation Church, and he's trying to give you the gift of grace. And, it, and grace has a name. Jesus. Grace is. Bonus point, grace is Jesus. That's all it is. And every day, and every day, the Bible says in Revelation, he stands at the door and knocks. I have a package for you. I have transformation for you. I have healing for you. You don't, you don't want me today? Okay, I'll be back tomorrow. Hey, it's me again, Jesus, a.k.a. Grace. Yeah, no, I've been here since you were 10 when you went to that, that camp. And you almost received me then. But you thought that your failures and what you did the night before made you unworthy. But like I, I, I've been watching you every day since you've been born. I know this is a little weird, but like I know the number of hairs on your head. Like, I know it's crazy. You don't even know that. I know it's crazy. Why do you want me? What? I, I should have to pay for all of the things that, yeah, about that. Like, no, 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 no. The wages of your sin was death. There was a payment. But yo, like, if you let me in, I could tell you about our father. Like, and so our father, like, yo, you haven't met him yet. But when you do, you'll never meet a more grace-filled person in your life. Like he saw you here in this decade, and so he sent me. And so everything that you would do that would create this long bill, man, we got a good dad. He paid for it. Like, like no, no, no. But you got to understand, like, I heard that it was all these rules, rituals, and regulations. No, bro, like, like this is what you got to understand. Like, once you meet dad, you'll just want to do things different. Like, like once you meet dad, you won't be looking for your security on a post on Instagram where you have to be naked. Because you'll know who you are now. Like you just been out here by yourself. Can I, can I please come in? I'm not ready yet. Okay, cool. I'll be here tomorrow and the day after that. And I'll show up at your job. And I'm working little things like, like that promotion you got. That was me. No, that was me. Okay. But you, you know you're not that good. Like, you know you copied and pasted everything for that presentation. I was there, remember? I was there. I mean, I was outside, I was outside the window. I saw it, but... Well, maybe another day. Tomorrow's not promised. But just in case... Just in case, I'll be here. See, the grace of God is unearned. So if you have not watched Grace Like a Flood, I'm just begging you, please, like, go back and watch that 
series. Out of Great Cycle Flood, one of the coolest things that we did at the end of the series, we did this thing called Flood Sunday. That and was so dope. Yeah, like it was like the baptism Super Bowl. What were them things called? Those I don't know. Around? What are you talking about? Drones? Um, drones. Those drones. Hoverrounds? Yeah. No, not hoverrounds. There were a few of those, though, that got there baptized. Were there were people, people in, in wheelchairs who got baptized. People were, were jumping in. That was crazy. In full suits and yes. clothes. Like, what ended up happening was I explained what baptism was and how it is an outward sign of what God is doing on the inside. And we had over 300 people get baptized that day. And I'm talking about whole families getting baptized. We had people fly. Like, Hold on. My Nat. entire family got that. No one told me that they were all going to get baptized, but my entire family got baptized. And it was one of the most phenomenal things to watch her stepdad and her mother and her niece and her sister get baptized. See, it's beautiful when what we do affects those who yeah. are closest to us. I think one of the coolest stories I heard is that there was a family in Oklahoma City who oh, yeah. saw us baptizing people were on vacation an hour and a half away from Tulsa, saw it at the nine o'clock, got everybody ready, Crazy. dressed, drove, and got baptized together at the one o'clock service. What? Like, where do they do that? But it's when people what? are hungry and they have an understanding that amazing thing happened. Flood Sunday was an amazing success. Yeah. And honestly, right after Flood Sunday, it went to one of our favorite times of the year that we call Fun Month. Oh, and Fun yeah. Month is a time where we take five weeks and we dedicate it to having fun as believers. And so important. Why, why do you feel like it's important that? Because one, everything, I mean, Christians come off as like starchy, yeah. like a holier than thou. I don't do anything. I don't have fun. I don't know why I'm making this voice. Because but. you're funny. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I really think that comes from the heart of your vision. My husband is an absolute nut. So what you see on stage, he's like that 24 seven, you guys like at yeah. home all day, every day. And uh, it was just one of the things that we said, if we're going to do ministry, absolutely important. It went on the list in the culture code. Like we have 12 things that guard the culture of our church. Yeah. And one of them is fun. And, and we teach our staff and our church, we will enjoy it all. And we believe that I mean, God talks about joy. Like, yeah. Like the joy of the Lord will be our strength. Exactly. And too many people are weak because they don't have joy. And yeah. so um, we're just excited to dedicate and really see religion fall off of people as we dedicate an entire month to fun. This year we did some crazy stuff. Like the first thing we did is on the first Sunday of fun month, we canceled all of our services. Now, how is that fun? Well, you number one, we didn't so have to excited. go to church early in the morning. <laughs> but what we did is we told everybody to go to other churches in their community, in the city, and say thank you. We yeah. called it Capital C Sunday. And because we believe that we love Transformation Church, but we're a, a one local church, a part of a bigger global church yeah. that God is trying to do. And the impact of that was so phenomenal. And then we told everybody to meet us at a park to have an amazing picnic. Oh, and that we was danced. So fun. And we dance had off, food. Not just dance, dance offs. Guys. Dance off. No, dance they need to see the offs. dance off. Like, please cut to your the dad, dance off. Your dad's sore to this day. Yes, Still my sore. dad tried to <laughs> do some dance moves that were illegal Being for gay. somebody his age. Was on day. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Fun Month was amazing, and we're just so excited to see people 
actually find joy in the house of God and around other believers. Coming out of fun month always gives our church this momentum. Yeah. And uh, so in August, we did the series Planted Not Buried. Yes, it ended up being a huge impact on our community and really the whole nation. It changed my life personally, you know, to see people realize that life circumstances are not the end. Yeah. Like it is just a word in a sentence, in a chapter, in a whole Come novel, on, preach, you know? Girl. Okay. Preach. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what happened in August. And, and, and really it was the thought that under doesn't mean over. Like, like if you're under something right now, like un, you're not under. And um, I think there's so many impactful clips from Planted Not Buried, but I want you to check this one out. And I came to encourage somebody and change your perspective and sweat out of this suit because I need somebody to understand that God does not have you in that place to take you out. He has you in that place to make you. And, and this is the hard thing about this is because when you're planted, <laughs> it's dark. Yeah. When you're planted, if you're a seed that gets planted in the ground, it's lonely. Like, like, matter of fact, if you want to be completely transparent about it, it, it's a season that's hard. Yeah. Like, like, why? And, and many times you're just asking God, Why? Like, why isn't this working? I thought I obeyed you. I thought I did what's happening. Why, 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 why? Like, why is this keep, why does this same situation keep happening? Why do I go to the altar and repent and want a better relationship and the same knucklehead keeps coming into my life with a different name and I keep falling for it and I don't want to? Why is this marriage not working? And we've been to every counselor I can think of. Why can't I kick this addiction? Like, like, like I don't know about you, but these are, these are the things that happened in me. Like, I'm not, ta I'm not talking about all the other, no, no, no. I pray it happens. Forget you. Like, 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 like for me, there are things that it's like, yo, why is this so dark? I'm at church every Sunday. I'm paying my time and I'm still broke. Oh, y'all want to be fake this morning? Like I gave on the first pastor, my lights got cut off on the second. Where is God? Has anybody ever just in, in any city? Oh, come on, y'all. We're humble, open, and transparent in this church. Has anybody ever been in a place and you said, where is God? Come on, where is God? Thank you. The reason why this is so beautiful is point number three. The place of death and the place of destiny looked the same for a season. L let me explain it to you. If, if I take a seed and I dig up the dirt and I put it in the ground and I cover it, it is the exact same process to take a dead body, dig up the dirt, put it in the ground and cover it. And so what ends up happening is if depending on our perspective and what we're filled with, if we're, if we're filled with faith and, and we know that God has a plan for our life and all things are working together for us, depending on our perspective, the enemy can convince you that the place where God is curating your destiny is the place that you should curl up and die. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I know. 
Like, 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 that's why you've been about to pull the plug on the very thing that he said for you to do. That's why you won't stay plugged into church. That's why you keep going from relationship and relationship and marriage to marriage. It's because the same place, right when you get to the point to start getting some roots, the enemy convinces you that that place means God is forsaking you. That really means that's the place where God is making you. And if you don't understand it, you will uproot yourself from a place that God was using to make you who he created you to be. Mike, you better preach. I will. No, no. Look, it's dark in both places. It's hard in both places. It's isolated in both places. And what you have to get the faith to believe is though I'm under, it's not over. Like, like, I know that the common person will look at my business and say, it is over. That is, a, this is a memorial service for any business plans that this person would ever have. And God says, what did I tell you? When you were writing in that journal, what did I say to you? He said, no, it's going to look the same for a season, but I'm the God who started something in you. And I'm the God who's going to finish it in you if you do not get up. Can somebody give God some praise in this place? Um, this is real to life for us because over this past year and a half, we've had some real challenges in our personal home. Um, with our son, MJ. Um, he's three years old and about a year, about a year or so, when he turned about a year, a little after, started realizing some developmental delays and um, come to find out the doctors are suspecting that he has autism. And yeah. so we have been walking through this journey of um, discovering him, how to communicate with him. He's nonverbal still. And so this sermon series was so true to heart and real life for us. Um, to realize that we may feel under, like under a lot of pressure, yeah. under under the microscope of yeah. people and feeling like you have to be perfect. And us as Christians, it's so easy to feel like you have to have it all together at all times or your your witness isn't enough, it's not potent enough. Yeah. And to realize that we can bring that to the light, that not everything has to you know, be scripted and together, but that doesn't mean God's less. So it doesn't good. mean that he's not with you any more than anyone else. Um, but just to know that he's right there with you in the midst of it and yeah. that we're not buried. Like the real thing is it encouraged our faith at the end to know like even if you're under, sometimes God keeps you under so that he can build things in us. I know in our life, we've learned a lot of patience. We've oh, yeah. learned MJ's a lot of communication. MJ's taught us so much. And, I mean, and that's God's way of using what could seem to be negative yeah. and, and, and turn it into something that makes us um, who God created us to be. And we're declaring in faith that it's bamboo season. Yeah. I mean, even for us personally, testimony, our, our son would only eat a few things. And out of this series, like he broadened his uh, um, palate. palate and started eating some other things. We take that as a sign. Like, yeah, we've been under and yeah. we've been believing, but yeah. God's starting to do some things. And so we yeah. want to encourage you. And man. it's a progression. It's, it's a progression. It's still happening to it's this day. Right now. We're not done. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, we're and, still in. and we want you to know that that 
we're not exempt as pastors, as leaders. You're not exempt no matter how much money you make. Like God has all of us in a process that's not perfect, but progressing. Yeah. And you may be feeling like you're buried right now. And, and I just want to take a moment. I want to pray for you. Like, like we're almost done going through the year, but I just feel like maybe you got to this moment and you're going into 2019 and you feel undervalued. You feel mm-hmm. under pressure. You feel underpaid. You feel under. And we want to just pray that your faith would spark to know that God is doing a work under that nobody else can do that only he's going to get the credit for and that's going to bring you into the place of growth that you really need to be in father i just thank you right now father thank you that you are seeing and hearing your children father for every person that feels like they're under right now i'm thanking you that your holy spirit is coming to comfort them i thank you father god that the lives of the enemy are shut up that they will live and not die, that they have purpose, that what they are under right now is not greater than who they serve. God, I thank you that their identity is found in you. Father God, that their purpose and their worth is found in you. And I declare, Father, that they will have the faith to believe you beyond what they are seeing right now. God, I thank you that as we walk into 2019, we're walking into victory. We are going to see everything that you've called for us and we will stay planted so that you can do the deep work in us. We believe you for it. We trust you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hey, man, I'm just excited that you are going to start living the life that God has created you to live because you are not buried, but you are planted. Planted. Um, So, Nat, what do you do when plans change? Say, Mike. Freaks out. That's what she does. My wife is a backseat driver, a side seat driver. And um. And it's it's funny because one of the the things that we really try to figure out is how to navigate when God begins to change the plan. Um, we have seen God change the plan in our life several. 2018 was a whole year of a changed plan. Like we were believing God for 100 people to join our church in December of 2017. We were believing God to to just add a couple staff members, and God blew our mind. We were able to impact so many people. But what do you do when he changes the plan? Well, we did a series called Recalculating. And when plans change, we need to know how to follow the cloud and to to follow God and allow him to give us what we need. So I want you to check out um, this clip of Recalculating. Verse 17 of chapter 13, it says, when Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not. Who did not? Okay. God did not lead them along the main road that runs through the Philistine territory even though that was the shortest route. What? Are you telling me that God did not take them the easiest way? That God intentionally rerouted them to go through a wilderness season? When I read this, y'all, I got chill bumps. Because so many times we blame our wilderness on the devil. And maybe God was the one that took us this alternate route. How did I end up in Tulsa? How, how, come on. Uh, how, how in the world did I get at this job? It didn't say the devil tricked them. It said that God led them because, now watch this. I love it. I love it. He said, because God said, If the people are faced with a battle, they might change their mind and return back to Egypt. God is so faithful 
that he will not send you the easiest way to the promotion because he knew your character couldn't handle it. So he set up a detour in the wilderness to be able to work out of you and work into you what will be able to hold you in the promised land. I'm telling you right now that some of y'all have been blaming the devil for what God set up. I need, I need you to hear me say this real quick. Many of us are giving the devil too much credit. This detour was designed. Write that point down. If you're going to have the faith to follow, the detour was designed. That means that God will intentionally allow us to go through seasons that feel like there is no fruit to be able to get us to the place that we can hold the promise. Coming out of this series, we had it made up in our hearts. We were gonna have the faith to follow. Yeah. The faith to follow God for our ministry, for you know our marriage, for our family. And we just made it up in our hearts that no matter where God led us, no matter what plan we had in our hearts or in our minds, yeah. that we were gonna follow God. We're going to follow said. the cloud. Yeah. Right? And I think 2019 is going to have some amazing opportunities for our faith to be stretched yeah. and for us to follow even when it doesn't make sense. And I think one of the keys to that is spending time with God. And when you spend time with God in his word, in prayer, and one of my favorite things in worship, it allows everything to change. And we decided to end the year off a little different and doing an entire series on worship called 20 Forever, How to Worship a King. And um, we did this series how long ago? Like three or four years ago? It was before, before I became a pastor. Before you became a pastor. Like so before we became years, a pastor, so about five? four years ago. And I really felt like worship is one of those things that if you're a Christian, you should know how to worship. But we didn't, I didn't really have an understanding of what worship was. It's more than a song. It's more than, than my favorite time to just cry. Yeah. It's a time where I get to express my love to God as a response for his grace towards us. And yeah. if you remember who you used to be, who did you used to be? Oh, we'll say that for another day. I was better than you were. That is very true. She was better than I was. But it's crazy <laughs> that no matter how we try to put levels on stuff, our righteousness, the Bible tells us, is like filthy rags. Like, all of us, big S sin or little sins, are all the same. I, she had the little S, I had the big S, but we still were outside of God's will. And, uh, and, and so what happens is when we worship God, when we express our love to him, that's one of those things that attracts God and yeah. attacks our pride. Yeah, and so I want you to look at this clip um, of how we as a church were learning how to worship the king. So what do I do, Pastor? You have to evict every idol on the throne of your heart. How do I do this? Very simple. One point. Put God back on the throne of your heart. And if you've never put him on the throne for the f before, put him on for the first time. Pastor Mike, how do we do that? So simple. It was found in verse 6. It was in the middle of it. And, and I want you not to miss this. Verse 6, look what it says. It says, therefore, tell the people of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says. He told them the solution. I need everybody to see this. Ezekiel 14, verse 6. He says, repent. 
Everybody say repent. repent. First thing you have to do is repent to God. Just ask him for forgiveness. He's a father that's looking for you to just come to him and say, God, I, man, I got all these weights, man. I'm hot. I hate looking like this. I hate faking. I help, hate putting on filters for everybody to feel like it's okay. I hate living with this shame and this anger and this guilt. I, I need you. Look, 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 what, look what Psalms 86.5 said, and this should be encouragement to somebody. Oh, Lord, you are so good. Look at this. So ready to forgive. Like God right now is so ready. Like he's sitting at the edge of your seat at this service right now. He's like, oh, I think they're almost there. I think they're almost there. Mike's done a good job and he's lost two pounds sweating up here trying to convince you. I think their heart's about to turn to me. He's so ready to forgive you. Well, pastor, you don't know what I did. He said, it doesn't matter. I'm so ready to forgive you. He says, he's so full of unfailing love for all who ask for his help. So the first thing it tells us to do is everybody say, repent to God. Say it one more time. Repent to God. The second thing it tells you to do, it says, turn away from idols. So, so it's not enough to just say, God, forgive me and then stay in the same place. Because if you say, God, forgive me and stay in the same place. That idol is going to be like, oh, we know where to find him. But turn means to actually do something. So if I've been watching these websites on my computer, maybe I don't need a computer. Oh, you can't live without it, huh? Maybe because I've been getting trapped by all these things on my cell phone in comparison, maybe I need to go back to a brick phone for a season. And see, how desperate are you for transformation? Because you'll spend 30 years catering to the thing that's killing you. You can't get from around those people, move to the other side of town. Well, I'm comfortable here. Well, you'll be comfortable with all of this. But turn. Everybody say turn. That means to actually set a different direction. And all God is asking us to do is turn away from idols. But he wants us to turn to him. So ending out this series, we had an amazing time of worship. Oh, phenomenal. Um, we had some amazing people coming. Like, literally, Dominique Jones, TC Worship, yes. Osby Berry. Like, it yes. was a time. Snot on the ground, tears on the no floor. Snot. She had snot I and tears. I might have had some snot but tears. That's how I worship. More than anything, how I we, roll. we touched God and real. he touched us back. Yeah. And um, we are a church that believes in worship. We use our lives to express God's worth. Powerful. And as a church, Powerful. we got to do that together. Yeah. And I think we got to experience worship in another way um, by giving what we call our tabernacle offering. Um, so many families gathered their faith and not just their faith, but their finances and said, hey, we believe God spoke to us to give and expand and accelerate the vision of Transformation Church. And I can't tell you what it was like for me to see people who, who were down to their last and yeah. God told them to do something and God gave seed to those who wanted to sow, to yeah. be able to obey him. And, and finances are not about amounts, it's about obedience. And to watch our church. Yeah, the heart. Obey People's hearts grew. God. People's hearts grew. Yeah. And, and I'm so excited of how that's going to give us um, momentum and strength as we go into 2019. Tabernacle Offering was a phenomenal success and it's about to Man. expand what God is doing wow. to Transformation Church.
So, coming into Christmas, yeah. we did a production. It's the most wonderful time. <laughs> Told y'all, he doesn't stop. Of the so, we came, we came and we did this Christmas production. It was awesome. Um, called The Gift. We have so many creative people yeah. that's in our church next right level. now. And like, when I tell you, next level, they are next level guys. They created um, this thing from scratch. Creative juices were flowing. I yeah. mean, this <laughs> this visual that they created, it's just. Just take a look at it. Like, just watch. See. You know who I am, the Rocket of Fam. Don't know why you playing, you know who I am Been a man with a plan I heard what they saying, they don't understand I'm a God, not a man I'm a God, not a man My whole family knew it, I showed it, improved it And graduate college, the first one to do it Wait I jeep poppin', picture perfect, life is perfect on the surface Snap a pic, no rehearsing. look at me and how I work it Million likes, a million follows, million hearts wish I could borrow One for him, one for me, that'll boost my self-esteem Picture me, buddy, buddy, living lavish, latte please I got everything I need, got my girls and they got me Got the world right on my sleeve, I got everything Except for the one gift I really need Christmas production Next was phenomenal. Level. I love that our church gets to represent Christ. I mean, to see the creativity come out and show awesome. Christ in a different way is absolutely amazing. And that's what we honestly, what and we, we live for. we saw so many people get saved. Like absolutely. that is our That's win. the reason. That's yeah. why we do everything. And so on that note, that was the year. That was it. Like it, like we didn't do nothing. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, right. We did a whole bunch of stuff Whoa. and God did even more. So yeah. if you could explain 2018 in one word, what word would that be? I said it. What? Whoa. Oh, 2018 <laughs> was like, whoa. Like, I'm just trying to tell you that 2018 was a next level year. But that's the thing you got to realize is God's not finished with something. He's just starting something. Mm -hmm. And we believe the best is yet to come yeah. for our church, for, for our family, but more than that, for you. Yeah. And you may be watching this and you saying, you know what, I want to experience some of the things that you guys talked about. And I'm telling you, man, one of the greatest things that you could ever do is give your life to Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's the thing that took me from being a liar, uh, addicted to pornography, not a good person, and she could tell you, um, to really being a, not a perfect man, but a progressing man. Like it's changed our lives. Yeah. And if you want to experience that, all you have to do according to Romans 10, 9, is just believe that God did this for you. Religion will tell you, you need to jump through all these hoops and change all this stuff and do all of these things. But we believe that if God gets your heart, he could change your habits. Yeah. And today I want to pray with you. I don't care where you're watching this from. Some people are watching it on their phone. Other people are watching it with a group of people. Other people are in the most lonely place of your life and you're watching it by yourself. But I want you to know you're not alone. God is with you. And if you want to make the king of the universe 
come and sit in your situation. Let's just pray this prayer together. Just say, God, I need you. Come into my life and change me. I believe you lived and you died just for me. Today, I'm asking you to be the Lord of my life. Mean this part right here. Say, change me, renew me, transform me. I'm yours in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, we are turning up like because heaven is rejoicing with you and we are rejoicing with you. Check this out. Get in a life-giving church. There is a church somewhere around you yeah. that can help you progress. Yeah. And it does not matter how fast you progress, you but need. that you're making steps forward. Yeah. Some of you need community. community. And if you're in Tulsa, come join one of our B groups that are about to start up. And it's going to be so good for you. And hey, listen, spend time with God. Like, like read your Bible, start in Proverbs. Like, like it'll just be some good stuff that can just help you. Or start in Matthew, learn all about Jesus and, and listen to some good worship music. We have some playlists on Spotify, Transform Radio. Like you can find some new songs. Right. We just wanna help you win and yeah. help you grow. Watch some of these sermon series over. Oh, watch them every day. Like yeah. binge watch them instead of Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Watch us. And. Um, <laughs> We're just so excited for you. Well, that's it. That's Matt, it. 2018. Wrap it up. Put Wrap a bow it on it. up. Put a bow on it and give it to somebody else because we are here to represent God, represent God, and represent Him. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to do it for you. So happy New Year. New Year. And pop some welches for us. We will see you January 6th. That's when we will be back together. And I cannot wait because I'm going to tell you a secret. We're about to start 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I'm telling you, every time we give God the first of our year, everything goes to another level. And we want you to join us in that. So we'll see you January 6th. Happy New Year. Peace. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. Look, if Transformation Church has impacted you in any way, we want to hear about it. Send us an email to mystory@transformchurch.us. Also, if you'd like to partner with us financially to see more lives transformed, you can visit our website at transformchurch.us slash give. Once again, thanks so much for joining us. Go out and live a transformed life.